Hi, I'm Erica Ramirez, founder of Illy and host of What About Your Friends, a podcast dedicated to the many lives of friendship and how it's portrayed in pop culture. Every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, I talk to my best friend, Stephen Othello, and your favorites from within the Ringer and beyond about friendships on TV, in movies, pop culture, and our real lives. So join me every Wednesday on the Ringer Dish feed, where we try to answer the question TLC asked back in the day, what about your friends? This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. As a plant-based cheese company, Daya has never talked about beef in an ad before. Because someone somewhere once had a beef with saying beef and plant-based together. So, putting a slice of Daya cheese on a beef burger, not okay. Well, our delicious melty cheese has a beef with your beef about beef. Because any step towards plant-forward eating is a step in the right direction. Daya, 100% plant-based, even if you're not. Now made with Daya Oat Cream Blend. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. What's up, Shoes? The premise of this question, you're going to be taking some crazy bumps. Got it. Would you rather work a Money in the Bank ladder match or a barbed wire death match? Mm, that is tough. That is tough. Shorter bumps, but onto barbed wire and tables. Uh, here's tables the thing. I really like my skin, you know, and things just prickling mm-hmm. at it and having to be detangled from stuff. This doesn't feel good. Uh, but those like 12 foot drops off a ladder can't feel any better. But for some reason, I feel like I've seen it so many times. I, I, it's almost more of a rite of passage than getting tangled up <laughs> into a shit ton of barbed wire, right? So I think I'll yeah. take, take the money in the bank match, I guess. I think, I think I'm crazy. I think I would take the death match. R- why? Well, for, for what reason? Like, what makes well, that? Well, I think you can gimmick the barbed wire. You could do some stuff. And I just think it's, it's going to hurt a lot more, but it's content. Oh, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe you You are. know what it is? You know what it is? I've been—I don't think I've said this on the show before. I've just started training ju- in a jujitsu place. Okay. And uh, not—not not nothing to speak, write home about or whatever. Although there will be some stories to come. <laughs> but you do kind of have to back bump a lot, <laughs> and uh, and it's it—it's not—it's not nothing, man. It's, it's, it's not. not it nothing. definitely doesn't. And tickle. I can't imagine doing it like when you go over somebody's back and land on the mat. Even, have you ever like, taken just, a back bump before? Like in a ring? Yeah. I've taken, I, I was, I was shooting like a, I shot a pilot for complex like years ago and it was supposed to be like, shout out, shout out, uh, Sir Wilkins who does a job or tears. It's supposed to be me and him. Oh, yeah. yeah. We were doing, we, we shot a, a wrestling show pilot for complex at a uh, house of glory. And, uh, it was the first time I ever took like any real like back bumps from anyone. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think like this is going to sound ridiculous coming from like somebody who's never wrestled fully but i think once you get like once you get the feeling of the air being knocked out of you out of your system i could see how someone could get used to that right like it's not so much it hurts it's just all like oh shit like once you once it once that back hits you're just like like, holy fuck okay like after you do it like two or three times you're like oh okay you almost gotta get a cadence for it barbed wire you can't 
I mean, I guess if you're using, I'm, right. I'm, I'm a Mark who's thinking like we're using real barbed wire. If you're using real barbed wire, I don't think there's a you way you can. Never get used to it. No, there's no way. Mentally, you can eh, maybe. I just think you kind of, but after the first few, you're just not feeling anything anymore. I still, nah. I, I have more of a fear of heights <laughs> than a fear of bleeding. Although I'm not that good with blood either. Really? Um, I don't know. My fear of heights go away if people are watching me. <laughs> like, okay, like well, I'll, that's I'll, your answer. I'm, I'm, my, my answer is the stupid one because clearly there are more people willing to work a ladder match than willing to work a death match. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. I don't know. I feel like uh, and I'm not a blood guy. I'm not. I'm, in, I'm, I'm on the record, man. I wouldn't even watch most matches that are super bloody again. You know, I'll say like this. I'll say this, man. I, I think the the most inspirational re- wrestling match of my lifetime is WLC. Once I saw WLC mm-hmm. happen, I was like, God, I want to do that. Do that. So I'm like, I want to do that so bad. Watching Drew McIntyre. Like, I, I can't tell you a single sequence from Drew McIntyre winning the world title like in the <laughs> pandemic year. But I, him taking that full somersault into that mini table to nobody lives rent yeah. free in my mind for forever it's and fantastic ever. Fantastic stuff. It is cr- fantastic incredible stuff. TV. That was the day he became. The, the uncrowned world <laughs> champion. <laughs> in my eyes. We all knew it from then. Okay, let's uh, forget about it. I'm going to ta- stop talking about getting hurt. It's too early in the morning. Let's, uh, let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WB superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to listening to you are listening to the And you're listening, you're listening to You are listening to the Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show with Kaz. How you doing, bud? I'm doing good, Shoes. How are you, man? Good, man. Mick Foley was uh, on his podcast talking about a conversation we've all had many times, whether or not putting Roman Reigns over Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania was the right choice. I want to get into this for real. I want to have Let's a real into, conversation. I, I don't think we've this, ever really dug into this like since. No, right? it was too it was too fresh a wound for so everyone. And then we moved on to other yeah. things. There's a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> um, before we get there, a couple of a couple of uh, little things. One, what do you want to do first? Charlotte Flair is back. Charlotte Flair How is back. How big of a pop was this? Charlotte Flair is like the funhouse mirror version of Edge. Where I always joke that like every time Edge makes a comeback, I'm like, wait, he was gone? Like where was it? <laughs> Did I miss yeah. something? Yeah. Charlotte, I always know she's gone, but the returns don't seem like as big a deal as they should like i'm never sure how long she was gone right Right. it's like she makes a big comeback and i'm like has it been three weeks or like three months i'm not exactly sure yeah um but yeah so she's back she's 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 challenging oscar who just got awarded a new title it was a perfect little setup um uh are you excited to see her back i'm excited to see her back because of the dynamics with Bianca Belair, right? Like, right before she came out, Bianca, who was, for the first time, I think, on WWE TV, sans ponytail. She was just straight mm-hmm. black hair. Like, very serious. I was like, okay, this is this is different. Different looks like that always catch my eye, especially after you lose a championship, right? So I'm like, okay, this is oh, different. Yeah. 
And then uh, she's basically saying she's still kind of pissed that Asuka says she's going to get her look back. But she's like, listen, as long as I get my rematch, you can have your little celebration thing, whatever. Charlotte being back, uh, I think starts kickstarts uh, a very interesting summer for Bianca Belair, right? Because now we have all the reason in the world for Charlotte not to go over and not, uh, you know, win the women's title if uh, once uh, she faces Asuka. And now mm-hmm. if you want to create another woman-centric storyline that doesn't involve the, the world title or SmackDown or Raw or women's title, now you got a, a, a straightaway sort of, um, you got a destination point for SummerSlam now, right? Like now I could see, okay, we could have Bianca Charlotte at SummerSlam a lot sooner than I thought we were going to have it. I mm-hmm. almost, I almost thought that was, that match was exclusively being saved for WrestleMania or something like that. But if Rhea and Bianca is, is, is where I think you're going to project out to for next WrestleMania, Charlotte, Bianca, with it, with a heel Bianca, maybe is insanely interesting to me right now. And, uh, I'd like to see now that's, that's the only interest I get in this Charlotte return. I'm not, I don't care about her winning a title every single time just so they can call her the 16 or 17 or 18 time mm-hmm. world champion, which I think they're trying to do anyway. But, uh, I, that's the reason why it interests me because I think we're going to get to Bianca and Charlotte a lot sooner than I thought any of us, uh, were expecting. Yeah, I mean, I think that it, obviously she's an asset, uh, and there's, I mean, she got to that spot where it's you got to be really deliberate the way you book her, you know. I mean, because the fans have a real opinion of her, and um, but but that only means that she's that in some ways that makes her more of an asset, you know. You just gotta. I, I was excited to see her back. I'm excited to see her square up with Oscar, and like you said, excited to see what they do with Bianca uh, on the periphery or or separate from that. So yeah, I'm excited to see her back. Okay. Young Rock is canceled. Were you watching Young Rock? Uh, I was, I, I was binging Young Rock. Oh, like you know, in like was, four episode chunks. First season, I was all over. Yeah. I watched it. I watched every episode. I was loved it. Thought it was just. I, it was anytime I watched the episode, I wasn't so much entertained more than I was. I can't believe this is a network television show. Like we're, <laughs> we're doing episodes around like uh. Peter Mavia and like all these like very mm-hmm. nerdy like wrestling characters that only a handful it's of people true. know. And yeah, he- I I just thought I mean I agree. I my my problem with the show was always that it wasn't more of that, right? Yeah. Like I, like to to me, my my notes on the first one was like, why is the real Rock here? The real Rock should be doing voiceover like <laughs> right. in a Wonder Years style or it whatever. Be, but everybody like, you don't need these Chris interview segments. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then. But 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 even the even the, like the, the the teenage rock like whatever it's like I no I get it this is part of the inspirational tour like whatever but like the show that I cared about was just bait was young teeny tiny rock surrounded by guys playing you know actors playing our favorite professional wrestlers right yes, yes. and but then I would watch it with my wife whatever that's the part she cared about too you know it wasn't like just because I'm a wrestling nerd like that should have been the whole show with with like real rock doing voiceover. Yeah, and I think, and it's weird, right? Like it was kind of in a in a messed up, uh, sort of way of its presentation because The Rock has lived so many lives that you could make a whole season just on The Rock's like University of Miami days and being around mm-hmm. like Warren Sapp and like See, all but these like save that dudes. save that for like you know another you could, you could put that on Stars, right. you know, like that's right. a di- okay. <laughs> that's okay. a different show. <laughs> yes, yes, okay, I can see that. And and to be fair, like. I don't know. The Rock's almost, 
yeah, right. I, I said I was I couldn't believe it was on TV every week. And I couldn't believe like The Rock was doing it every week, right? Like he was on every episode. It almost felt like he was too big for it. And mm-hmm. almost why is he doing this at the same time? But I, I look I enjoyed the show. The second season, uh, I didn't watch as much nearly as the first, but um I mean, you know, it's it was cool. It was a cool show, man. Like it's not like, you know, it'll be It'll be one of those things that you could binge watch on Peacock or Netflix in a few years and be like, you know, this show was actually really good. Like yeah. <laughs> one of those things, you know, but who knows, man? It's a, it's a, it's a weird, uh, it's a weird time for TV everywhere right now. It is a weird so. time for TV. I think Young Rock might have been better off to be a slightly smaller show. I may, I'm going to, you know, keep insisting on the version that I love, but in my head, but like if yeah. it was just a smaller show and if it had been like a Peacock original or something, you know, it seems yeah. like some of those shows, I mean, Feels some, like sometimes all could- those shows gets axed but sometimes they just like or something yeah 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 anyway anyway farewell young rock we will miss you i will miss seeing a year man (laughs) i'm not i'm not worrying about the rock right now can i just can we just tap on like the ill the ill spin with the with the terramana drop right afterwards people try to get it so here's so in as the rock turns this week as as all things Dwayne. Um, Can we make this a segment on the show as the rock turns? <laughs> the rock turns. Gowertz is going to come on here and hit us with a steel chair. You got to be Please, careful what you gosh, say. I would, I, first off, Gowertz could, you know, he's, he'd have to be on the ladder to hit me with a, jacket, <laughs> with a chair. Just kidding. That's my guy. We're just going off. This is crazy. Just, that's right. my guy. I'm playing. No, um, I was saying uh, there was something that uh, I guess the XFL uh, mm-hmm. a, a, a reportedly lost a bunch of money that was being reported this week. They also... Obviously, the Young Rock cancellation came through uh, the Newswire. Uh, there was uh, also talk about what you call it about um, what was this? Uh, you know, the, the, him returning to the Fast and Furious franchise oh, yeah. and and all well, the Fast and Furious he would. like cleaning up at the same time. Black oh, Adam didn't off, do a lot. Like yeah. that was a. I mean, that's been a while, but yeah. First, first off, I'm I'm big hype for for more Hobbs. I'm I'm so hyped for Hobbs uh, being back in the fold, but. Um, you know, people on social media talking like, man, he's been having a rough year. When's he gotta, he's gotta, you know, when's he gonna come back? When's he gonna turn around? And then like, right as all that news is dropping, Rock tweets, Terramana breaks record sales as far as, uh, box shipped out. And then it was like broke new ground on the Terramana headquarters, which looks like the fucking Avengers compound, <laughs> right? The way they're putting this tequila together. Yeah. So I'm with you on that, Dave. I, I don't, I'm not. I'm not uh worrying about the rocks pockets or I think I think he's I think he's gonna be okay. I think he's working out just fine. Um but man, when's he gonna come back and do the job? Do you think he's <laughs> is it still happening? Is that ever gonna happen in your mind? Do you think So wait, Dave? just to be clear, was the Terramana tweet like a like a PR move? Like, oh no, we're getting a lot of bad press. It Let's seemed, throw it out seemed, some other stuff. It seemed very Zion donating. Yeah, see, this is the thing. The rock the whole premise, the whole premise of the rock of, of Young Rock is that he's running for president, right? And the rock's yes. running bit is that oh i'm not really running for president but maybe i am you know like whatever mm-hmm. but he's running his media empire like a like a presidential campaign it's like oh shit they uh we're getting indicted for for uh, <laughs> stealing <laughs> top secret documents let's put out a press release about the all, all the, the 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 puppies that we saved at the kennel today you know i mean it's like come on man no, nobody I'll is be... really no, go ahead, the, rock, go ahead. the Rock had a run. The Rock's going to keep having a run. The Rock's going to come out with like Rampage 2 and we're all going to go see it. You know, right? Not, like, come is, on, son. Like, this is the end this, of the world. Man. He is a Hollywood megastar. This is this is how the game goes, buddy. He will be just. Just fine. 
running his I, football I, I, league slash tequila empire slash movie. We should do. We, we should. Like, we should just spend the okay. whole episode talking about how to fix the Rock, as if like we know. <laughs> I got some pitches. I got the some rock, prestige listen. TV dramas that he might be interested in right here. That right there. That right there is the hilarious sort of way that wrestling podcasts work, but nothing else in entertainment sort of works like that, right? Like, yeah. all these people listening to the show, my hair, we're going to tell you how all these professionals, these wrestlers and the way they put shows together, what's good, what's not good, and we're going to put in our two cents. But if we do that with literally any other form of entertainment and say, hey, we're going to fix The Rock's life and make sure people like The Rock again, people will be like, you're, you're out of your fucking mind, basically. So, yeah. The hypocrisy okay, of a wrestling podcast. We're here. <laughs> hear but me, hear me out. out. The Rock's in a maximum security prison, right? But he's not guilty of the crime he was convicted of. All right. Oh, God. Well, we'll go to the wrestling. I like where this um, is going. Um, oh, I love The Rock. I would do. I would watch anything with The Rock. You that's, so that's. I yeah. think. I, I hope. Here's my only. Here's my last bit on Young Rock. I hope this doesn't um, persuade him from doing less wrestling content that isn't wwe right like i hope this doesn't persuade him from like producing the next great yeah no no you're right yeah, no, like, I, think, I think i think they're still in the i'm still i think they're still going to be in that business i, I think mean, why it, not i think fighting with my family is like it's cool that that movie just even exists right like and uh you, you know the tv show young rock was cool like i hope he still does more shit i hope wrestlers have stories that they want to pitch to him and he becomes like the fucking the the Spielberg of wrestling biopics or something like that or I don't know if Spielberg's a great co- uh, comparison but you know a very big time mover and shaker in that business but well if things aren't going well for him mm-hmm. does that does that increase the potential of Rock's working WrestleMania forty ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I I I'd never think I'd never think anything outside or inside of wrestling. Would would dissuade him from from working again? I just think, dude, just the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Sometimes, like as crazy as it was that The Rock eventually came back, he needed somebody to come back too, and that was John Cena. And I think Roman, which I guess we're gonna get into now with this whole Cody and Roman sort of breakdown. Like, Ro- I think Roman is r- like he's right, like right fucking there. Like he just needs to do like that one thing that's just like pops out of the wrestling bubble like Cena did with the you can't see me or the the memes or anything like that. He needs to do he needs to have that one thing that just pops him out of the wrestling bubble into the mainstream for mm-hmm. it truly to be like okay, now now Rock and Roman are is is really box office. Not saying it won't be right now, obviously it would be. But you know, yeah, like Cena for everything you may say about him he was still very much, very much a mainstream known entity outside of wrestling already at that time. You know what I mean? Well, me, me, in a meme sort of way. But yes, you're right. Um, okay, who's older, The Rock or Goldberg? Oh my gosh. Is, is Goldberg, right? Right? Yeah, you're right. You're right. I wasn't <laughs> Don't <sure>. trick me. <laughs> Gotta be Goldberg. Goldberg's 56, The Rock's 51. Cena's 46. So just as a frame of reference, there's a decade between Cena and Goldberg and The Rock is right in the middle, which makes a certain amount of sense. The Rock still got some, I mean, The Rock could still be working, I guess we want to. I do kind of think now that The Undertaker officially set the 
like you know he's he 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 set the precedent for like how old you can go and ju- right. if you're just working WrestleMania matches and that I don't think anybody should be pushing it much beyond that. But who knows? Um, we're gonna I be think- having we're gonna be we're gonna be doing this podcast. People people are saying there's no way there's gonna be fifty year old men doing wrestling podcasts. Well, just wait, just, just wait. wait. But like we'll, we'll be doing it and we'll be talking <laughs> about eighty year old dudes wrestling with the new the new like stem cell therapy that they're all taking to turn them into kids again. Um, so the rock may or may not be working WrestleMania next year. We know for a fact he didn't work WrestleMania this year, which ties into the big conversation I want to have. This episode is brought to you by eBay motors, passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. At Ikea, your dream home is a blue bag away. No matter the size of your space or budget, we've got everything you need to turn your dreams into reality. And now with new lower prices on hundreds of our most popular products, bringing the dream home is even easier. Like the gray strandum wing chair was $369, now $299. And the IKEA Plus 365 nine-piece cookware set was $129.99, now $89.99. And hundreds more. Shop new lower prices at ikea-usa.com today. All the things that happened between Cody and Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and the things that didn't happen and where we are now. Now, the thing that got us here, well, I, I just felt like there was a whole lot of chatter this week about, about, uh, you know, should Cody have won, et cetera. And it feels like that chatter is always happening. But there, I think Mick, I think Mick Foley said this week um, on his podcast, he says, I think it's important that the title not go to Cody because I think what Cody is going through in the series with Brock Lesnar is giving him the credentials so that what he, so that when he does, everyone will feel like he deserved it. This is the thing that's been, I want to go through everything, but this is just as, as a, as a, as a place setter. This is the thing that's sort of been, that was sort of in the back of my mind, and I probably said it the whole way in the whole build to WrestleMania, which is, listen, I'm Mr. Reality Wrestling. Like, I'm Mr. Everything in the outside of the ring matters, and you got to bring that into the ring and make And they did a good job, like, channeling Cody's leaving WWE, going to helping found AEW, coming back, all the dusty stuff. They took all the real life stuff and put it into the angle. But there was a sort of, like, still, like, a sort of sneaky feeling throughout that entire run that entire storyline to me that this was still more of a real life storyline 
than it was a kayfabe storyline, which by by which I mean, listen, the casual fans were nuts about Cody. I'm not trying to take that away, but strictly from like a narrative arc perspective, if you took Cody Rhodes out and put in whoever, even with all the same backstory, I. I'm not sure that that story was as big a deal as it felt like at the time or as it, as it could have been. I think, I mean, it all matters. All the stuff that happens outside the ring matters, but it still relied a lot on us knowing the real life history of Cody Rhodes and his family to make that feel like the biggest match that ever happened. Right. Yeah. And that that's been my thing for the longest, right? Like, uh, it's a great story and I think enough people do know about it, but it was, I always look at it as this. When you're coming in from a different company, I always have to pretend that the audience only watches WWE, right? So if you're telling that story of ending a reign from somebody who's had his titty hanging out of his arm uh, only nine months earlier, and before that, we've only seen him work maybe three or four guys, and before that, you were Stardust, right? Like, it makes sense to not pull that trigger right then and there, right? Like, I just didn't think he suffered enough. I said this on the episode right after WrestleMania when we were in Los Angeles. I said, mm-hmm. Cody ain't been through no hard times yet. Like, yep. you are the son of the dude who made those words famous. You are the son of the dude who knew exactly what it meant to go through real long-term sort of builds to an eventual crescendo and as crazy as it may sound for somebody who went through that sort of injury win the world rumble and come back i just didn't think he suffered enough for her for for victory no because what he suffered i mean if you want to build out the real life storyline mm. roman reigns roman reigns might represent wwe but his feud i mean but his storyline is is wwe right dusty Rhodes went through a in untold levels of pain and agony at the hands of the four horsemen. Yep. Before he got his hand, you know, before he, he got a whiff of Ric Flair's title. Right. I mean, that was part, it was all built in. Okay. But with Cody, it was like, yeah, I mean, the most meaningful thing he did was like walk away from his job and go head to head with, then later go head to head with WWE, build the competition. You know, he, 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 he walked in his father's footsteps, but, what does that have to do with Roman Reigns? I mean, right? they made it have to do with Roman Reigns, right? They made it. They did all that great stuff with Heyman. And I mean, listen, they did a great job telling that story. And I think it means everything that everybody wanted Cody to win. Everybody thought Cody was going to win. Now, looking back, I still kind of feel like Cody should have won. All right, so- because, but, but I, but I, but I, but I do want to, I do want to work the whole thing out. I do want to, let's talk through it because it's not just a yay or nay. So I think, I that's think the here's the thing. thing. I think, I think we've talked about, I've I've spent a lot of time defending Roman Reigns winning the title, so let's let's break it down. Like, okay, what does what does WWE look like with Cody as the champion? Okay, right? I'm glad that you I'm glad that you asked this. Okay, I, I I might have written down way too many notes. Okay, all right. So if 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 everybody got what they wanted and Cody wins both titles, defeats mm-hmm. Roman Reigns, what happens Monday? Okay, let's assume. What does well, Roman get a rematch? I does think, Brock I think answer himself you know, immediately? You, yeah. Okay. First of all, you let's, let's talk about the titles. Okay. Um, I think that if Cody was gonna win, you probably there probably would have been some mechanism to 
to separate the titles at that match or immediately thereafter. I think that keeping Roman's streak going without any sort of hitch is obviously a part of the reason why he still has the belt. Okay. The continuation of the streak, but also just the perception if he's going to win, he should just win, win, you know, like not like go right. in and so, then lose on a technicality so, so that's, and then so whatever that's, else. So that's my question, right? So it's like, all right, do you want Roman to still keep this streak going? Do you want to make Cody's big moment about, oh, he won just the WWE championship? Well, so, okay, so let's you know just, I mean? but let's throw that out. Let's throw that out for a second. So, okay. so here's, here's, here's what I, here, here's my thought process. Okay. So Cody wins. He has a belt, right? They're going to then, so they, they, they want to still debut another belt. So Cody can have, the raw title or and then they debut it to new title on smackdown that gets a little bit sticky because then you got roman reigns does he want to go for the title whatever um so you could flip it and have cody on smackdown and then have the same keep hanging the title tournament on raw again i'm not sure how that really plays out because then roman reigns only i mean has to interact with cody rhodes who just beat him for the title right so that you can't I mean, that becomes the only storyline that can be the storyline. But what does that do for the bloodline storyline? Because the case that people keep making is this bloodline storyline so great. It doesn't need the title. Right. Well, if Cody's sitting there next to him, it kind of has to have the title. So let's just say Cody's on Raw and then Roman's on SmackDown. They say we're going to do a new title on SmackDown to crown a new champion. So what do you do? You have a tournament either. Either. You know, Roman could have like the Usos enter the tournament and win the title for him. You could have Roman enter the tournament and then somehow lose because of Jimmy or something like that. You can play you can a lot of the story that we're seeing now, you could tie into that, you know, and sort of like fast forward it a little bit. Um, kind of do like what they did with Theory on Friday night, except had that be like, you know, Jim or Jay like in the semifinals for the tournament. Mm. I mean, you could see a world where, you know, Roman and Jimmy are like like everybody enters a tournament and then because Ro- Roman thinks they're all going to lie down for him. And that's the plan. And then Rome and then like Roman and Jimmy are in the semifinals together. Um, and somehow Jimmy wins. Right. Like, you know, Jimmy, like actually like that's when he stands up to Roman in the match and super kicks him. And then like, you know, Roman thinks he's going to lie down. Jimmy goes over and then Jimmy loses to Seth or AJ or whoever in the finals because Roman interferes and costs him the belt. That way you could do that whole thing. Um, and have the title tournament and the bloodline storyline going simultaneously. Or you could do something totally different and say Roman refuses to enter the te- the title tournament because it's a farce that he doesn't get a bye to the finals. Right? So, you could have, so, that's, you could, so that's that's where I was at with it, right? It's like, okay, so if Cody defeated Roman Reigns for both belts, and then the very mm-hmm. next week they make a tournament for another belt doesn't that already devalue Cody winning both of the belts at WrestleMania? Yeah, and 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 you could, but, but if but if the problem doesn't is if it Roman sort of Reigns devalue... says anything about it, if Roman says anything, if Roman engages with it at all, if he doesn't engage with the title tournament, then it devalues the new title. If he does engage with it, it devalues the thing he just gave to Cody Rhodes, right? And yeah. then, but then even if even if that's what happened, even if he's like, I'm not involved, with, I'm not going to do anything with this tournament. No one in the bloodline is allowed to be involved with the tournament. We don't believe in this belt. We only believe in the one that I lost, I guess. Uh, then one, you're devaluing the belt. But two, so you have Seth or AJ or whoever it is that eventually wins the tournament as the new SmackDown champion. And they have to coexist with Roman Reigns in the bloodline on the same show. Right. I mean, that, that you can't ignore. I mean, there, you can't totally deny that reality. So you could do a fun club versus bloodline storyline for a couple of weeks and do whatever. But like that's there's still that weird tension where it's like there is a title on the show that Roman is not invested in 
so that inherently devalues the title. Who's who's doing main event segments? You know, like you you have to deal with these things. And the big thing is, you know, the bloodline story. As much as it's about the inner person, the inner family dynamics, and, and all that kind of stuff, once he loses to Cody, the story is about him losing to Cody. Yeah, right. I mean right. that that becomes the story. Right. So is Ro- is Roman sitting on SmackDown talking about the other show's champ, or do you put Cody on SmackDown and make that the whole show for like the next? I six think months? if you if you if Cody is over, right? If Cody went over, you would absolutely have to put him on both shows, right? Like you can't just say just mm-hmm. win the win the world title and then he's you know just a raw. Attraction. It works for Roman Reigns that he's a sort of part time guy, right? Right. Like he's sort of like, I've earned the right to not show up on Raw if I don't want to. Exactly. And on top of that, I think people, if if the bloodline is still together, there's still, I I don't think there's much you can do with them that doesn't elevate them individually like they are now, right? Like I think if the bloodline would have disbanded at WrestleMania or Roman would have lost the title at WrestleMania. I think you run the risk of sticking that group into the same sort of directionless sort of... You make them a little bit more directionless, I think. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, where Roman is still the champ, there's still clearly a hierarchy there. You've built Solo out to become like a legitimate threat. The Usos are... You know, Jay has already been a main event guy. But now Jimmy's being elevated because you gave Jimmy a moment that is not going to equal up to anything that would have happened if Roman wasn't the champion or wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. what it was. And that was him being the dude to effectively end the bloodline and kick Roman and, and do the super kick at a, in, at night of champions, right? So, uh, yes, like, I understand if Cody goes over, and I, and I don't want to keep making mistakes for, uh, you know, making, uh, excuses, excuses for, for why Roman went over, but I just believe, if there's any way to create a new championship, you don't do it by devaluing one from somebody who just won it, right? Like, I think it, it only, if you're going to do that, if you're going to make a separate title to be defended, and if Cody is going to be the guy who's defending the undisputed championship on both shows, because here's my thing. If Cody won and, you know, became the dude there, I don't think you, there's a need for a raw or, or for a world heavyweight championship because it would, it would, it would at least have seemed to me that Cody would be a fighting babyface champion that would be on both shows that be on or doing everything. And like, in my opinion, it just seems less special to me. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's because in my opinion, as a WWE wrestler, not as a wrestler, a human being, and everything he's done outside of AEW and WWE, all that type of stuff. I'm talking about just as a guy I'm watching on TV as a product. If I'm if I'm pulling the trigger on this, he hasn't suffered enough yet for him to be the absolute biggest fucking deal every single time he comes out. He's a yeah. big deal. Don't get me wrong. He is a big deal. He is a super duper star in every sense of the word. But he is now in no way, shape, or form still the biggest fucking deal every time he comes out like Roman Reigns is. And until that changes, and until that he doesn't want to do anything. Would the belt not would the belt not have affected that at all? I think the belt I think everything I think everything affects it. I think the whole presentation helps Roman. And I think if you take it off, you're you're just saying, Hey, we don't like as much money as we're already making. Because because it's because we want to give somebody else a chance. Like it, it does economically it does not make sense to take the top prize or a top prize 
off of one of your top guys if he's still as hot as he is. Like, there's no decline. It's not like people are, like, tuning out. It's not like ratings are going anywhere. It's not like it's still hot as it was in January as it is now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's still as hot as it was in Survivor Series as it is now. I think Meltzer, um, I could be getting this wrong. Brian, if you can double check it, feel free to jump in. But I think Meltzer had numbers that like, yeah, that, that all the ratings, all the whatever, like all the, all, all the numbers say that they're just as hot now as they were before WrestleMania. And that doesn't mean that they wouldn't have been hotter, just as hotter, hotter if Cody had won. But that's another thing that started this conversation this week is that is that, you know, they still they're plugging along just fine. Now, you know, a lot of that stuff is easier to see in retrospect, right? I mean, like you can look back and say, well, that was when the can Hogan ask, numbers can started the, dipping can, or whatever, and they should have this thought about moving on. Can but, I just say one thing though before we go on there? Yeah. How many times have championships gone to people that we really love, that we really enjoy, that do well? in the road, but numbers look or merch or things just go down or ratings go down. Yeah. And then people are just like, oh man, you know, and then that person gets unfairly blamed. And then now they're like, oh, this guy will never be one of those guys. You know That's what I'm true. saying? It happens every think, it happens every year. I think that there's definitely a strong case to be made that Cody may never be I don't want to say that hot, but like that in, in, in terms of being ready to take the, you know, the, the top title in the company, the Cody will never be at that place again. Like that, that was the place where if you, if it was about making Cody a superstar, you pull the trigger at WrestleMania, right? But if it's, but when you factor in the other things, the continued stardom of Roman Reigns, I mean, not insignificant. The fact they clearly want him to have the longest reign of all time. You know, I mean, these other things are like, like peripheral, but. If it's just about Cody, okay, you can make the case that was as hot as he's ever going to be. And now it's just sort of a fool's errand to try to get him back there. But if but if it's about other stuff, and if it then then I think you can you can make whatever case you want. You know, I'm not I think that where they are is kind of okay. And I and I like where Cody is right now, too. Now I'm I try to imagine like you like what you were just saying, I think is really significant. If you imagine Cody coming out with the title, the Raw after WrestleMania, the crowd would have gone absolutely bonkers. But we don't know there would have been legs for that. You know, I mean, I think that what we saw in AEW is that there is a sort of is that it, there might not have been right that we we would be having this podcast talking about talking about whether or not they waited too long to pull the trigger on the Cody Rhodes heel turn as champ. You know, I mean, right. we, you know, the, we like we like you know we don't what they do have with Roman Reigns is real power, real staying power. Real continuity, you know. You can keep telling this story and keep people interested in it. And hell, I mean, they're doing a really good job keep, keeping people interested in the, now. The, I mean, what Cody Rhodes is doing and the title on Raw. I guess what it comes down to me is this: that could have been the moment for Cody. You can, if if you if you you know got a message from the Lord and that's what he told you. That was Cody's best moment to possibly win. That could be true. But I guess to me, and, and, and listen, there's a lot of wrestling, you know, decades old wrestling logic. It's like when somebody's that hot, you pull the trigger, you give them the title. You know, like there's a lot of people that will say that and there's a lot of truth to it. But I guess to me, it's like, well, what if Cody wasn't the guy? What if Cody was never the guy? What if Cody got, you know, we, we spent so much time worrying about how Cody Rhodes getting that spot instead of Sami Zayn. Right. That we didn't really ever stop to ask ourselves, like, what if Cody Rhodes is just getting this spot because he busted his peck? 
And we know that and we knew the response he was going to get at the Royal Rumble. We knew that would carry him through to a major WrestleMania main event. But what if the plan was always for Seth to be the one to dethrone him? Or what if the plan was always for Jay to be the one to dethrone Roman? What if what if Cody was never the guy? Yeah. Then is that then is it so crazy that he didn't win? And that's and that's the beauty of Cody not winning because you've opened Cody had his shot. He had one of the best shots to 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 take the dude out. And now it still mm-hmm. opens up so many more opportunities for somebody else to be that person. Whether it's Jay, whether it's Solo, whether it's Seth, whether it's, you know, any one of these guys, you know, there's always going to be that. So, I mean, listen, we talk about people being hot for a moment. Right now, the Bloodline and Roman Reigns have been hot or as hot as anything ever has been in WWE, period. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and you could mess up a great thing going for a great moment. And as great as that moment with Cody mm-hmm. probably would have been, you know what I mean? Like we've seen it so many times over and over again that it eventually people eventually lose interest. People eventually stop, stop caring as much as people would like to tell you we want to see the good guy win and we want to see this person that we root for so hard. What they want to see more is the person they don't want to see win continue mm-hmm. to do it over and over. It's the reason why Floyd Mayweather is the biggest box office draw in boxing history because people just want to see this guy fucking lose. And that sort of heat is sometimes even better and way more sustainable than a good guy's sort of heat because eventually, if that good guy keeps winning, you know exactly what's going to happen. Eventually, that tide's going to turn. The bad guy keeps winning and it still happens to be hot, that's okay because they're not going to get tired of that. The only thing that's going to happen is what we've seen lately, which was people hate him so much. They start to respect it and they start to like it. Mm-hmm. And there's that mm-hmm. contingent of Roman fans where it's like, Oh shit. Now. So now we're thinking, dude, who, who's the say in six months now, we're not talking about Roman Reigns as the biggest baby face in, in WWE. Cause it's going to happen. He's been so mm. listen, Roman, I, I guarantee you, the day they flip Roman as a babyface, he'll be a bigger babyface than Cody ever was. Ever. And that's off the strength of this current run right now. Because everybody gets tired eventually. Everybody gets bored eventually. And they would have done it with Cody. They've done it with Roman. And now Roman has been yeah. at the, he's been at the point right now where he's been a bad guy for so long. Whatever storyline, whatever path that it takes him to finally you know, be a be a be a a babyface badass or something like that. He's going to be even bigger than he is now, which is even insane yeah. to think about. So it's like, I'm sorry, Cody stands. I'm a Cody fan myself. What, what this would it is, take? This what, is still, what would be the best Cody? What would be the best Roman Reigns turns babyface storyline? I think there's a bunch of ways you can go that go that route, right? Like I think there's, we don't need to. Maybe that's another episode. Maybe that's another episode. Turn a Roman babyface. Okay, we can save that one. That's what would one. the? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to think. Like, what would be the biggest babyface move? What could he do? What could? He, what would? What? Man, I don't even know. I don't know. What I if think... he? What if he went into his next contract negotiation? He was like, "Listen, I'll stay. I'll keep. Uh, I'm going to keep working here. But you got to. What if he just did the CM Punk? You have to just give me SmackDown." Like I get the book, I get the purse strings. Wouldn't shock me. And then he turns into like a work, the work rate capital of the world or something like that. Would that? I mean, there's he could do anything. The craziest thing about him is his 
his amount of power in the business and the company right now is almost unprecedented. And I think when we when we talk about him breaking, you know, the longest reign streak or whatever, I think that what we, you know, the thing that we always miss is just how, like, he's it's like dog years, mm-hmm. like the the length of time that he to hold the title as long as he has and keep people interested in this day and age. We thought that was impossible. Yeah. We yeah. thought that would never happen again, right? It's easy. It was easy enough for Hogan to like rack up months on the on on the uh, you know on on the on the historical record because he would wrestle at you know yeah the Survivor Monday Series and, it, and then they, he wouldn't have another major match until WrestleMania. You know, yeah. it's just like they would just start. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's the it difference is. between then and now. Um, I just think yeah. Uh, I, I've said it before. I say it again. I think the right choice was made. I think Cody at WrestleMania 40 makes more sense than at WrestleMania Hollywood. Um, and like I said five minutes earlier, and I can't wait to dive into that one day. The day they flip Roman into a babyface, and you know it's gonna happen. Like, and it's probably gonna involve Paul Heyman doing some some evil ass shit to finally turn him. He's gonna go away for a while, but that moment his fucking music hits and he and he comes back as a red hot baby face, he will be like Cody. Mm-hmm. He'll be like Cody who? He'd be like who? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's how that's how popping he is at this point. Like it's it's undeniable. It's undeniable. I hope they bring him back in just like the worst. Like they should just redo his look. You know, put like shave, give shave the goatee or shave the beard, <laughs> put the hair back into a ponytail, put him in some like briefs or something, and like a. <laughs> Like a you know '80s style, like 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 puffy jacket, you know, and just have him jog to the ring. That would that that would that that would kill me. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Heyman. He is, uh, he was an increasingly he's been an increasingly big part of the storyline. And on Friday night, he was there. Roman wasn't there. He was speaking for the tribal chief, and put Jay in a match against Dawson Theory uh, to prove himself. And Jay, but prior to the match, Jay said, if I'm in the bloodline, you're out, basically. Uh, or if I win, you're out. Uh, do you think, is it was it just a one-off episode? Or do you think this is all, like, the, the screw is turning on Paul Heyman at this point? Do you think that this is going to, like, because now you can imagine he's motivated to, even more motivated to be anti-Usos, right? I mean, he, they sort of had kicked Jimmy out, and now Jay's still in. Now Paul's got even more reason to beef with Jay. But do you think Paul getting himself too emotionally invested is going to spell his own downfall with Roman somehow? Or like, what? what how do you? What do you think they're going to do with this? Man, I'm, I do not know. I do not know. Um, it's definitely an interesting turn that they took, uh, especially with Jimmy and Jay coming out, and and Jimmy, uh, you know, accidentally super kicking Jay, and. Then- no, now everybody has an issue with somebody in the bloodline. Like Paul Heyman's got an issue with the Usos. Jay's got an issue with with Jimmy now because Jimmy kicked them, and Jimmy and Roman has their beef. And Solo is against everybody else. And I think the last two standing is what had Solo and Jay. I think I think Solo and Jay still haven't really touched yet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't sure. Um. So I think those are like kind of so tried to touch him. But tried, failed. yeah, failed, it failed. But uh, I don't know. It's very interesting because Paul Heyman's a non-active competitor, right? Like the only way he can be sort of an actual threat is through like paperwork and like legal mumbo jumbo and being like a dastardly manager who happens to get his way because he has you know 
sort of influence backstage like that. So that's what makes it interesting. It's not like, oh, he's going to fucking turn on and, and hit somebody with something. It's going to be like, oh, who is he going to align himself with? Is he going to mm-hmm. stick himself, you know, firmly in the corner of Roman Reigns? Or is he going to see the writing on the wall himself? And I don't know, call on Brock or call on another yeah. Heyman guy or, or, or something like that, you know? Who is left in the Heyman guy category? Cesaro's gone. <laughs> uh, Curtis Axel, is he still around somewhere? I think he dipped. I think he dipped, too. Uh, gosh, I mean, Punk. Punk's gone. Yeah. Ronda's there. Ronda's there, yeah. Got Ronda. What if- is there, are there any are there any uh, ECW alums that are still like under the age of what did I just set it at fifty six fifty? I think so. Uh, man, I don't know. Um, Bubba's still out there. Bubba's still out there trucking along. <laughs> shit, I would I would look. Oh, gosh, I don't know. Bobby Lashley MVP. I guess hurt. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Who knows? But that's what makes it interesting. I think it's probably going to be somebody that's not even in the picture. As of this moment, I mean, shit. Would you? Would I? Would I tickle your fancy for like Paul Heyman getting behind Imperium or something like that? Or what if it's just Paul Heyman getting behind Solo? Or just getting behind Solo? That could be something as well. That could be something. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like wherever he sort of lands is going to be the person who gives Roman Reigns the biggest threat out of the bloodline, mm-hmm. right? Like it's not necessarily Jim, Jim, J, Jimmy, or Solo as competitors. It's really Heyman, because he's got the mind of everybody, and he's got the he's in the pocket of everybody back there. So who knows who wants to be on his good side, or who knows what he's been plotting to kind of cover his own ass? He's still like a weasel at the end of the day. So mm-hmm. who knows who he, he's he's got in his back pocket to make sure like if shit ever goes down with the bloodline, somebody has his back, or he has like some sort of uh, I don't know uh control all self-destruct button that he can oh, push okay. you know what i'm saying like just to you know protect himself in some way shape or form damn there's so much fun stuff you could do i mean this is when again i always say this, this is supposed good. to be the boring part of the wrestling year right like yeah. that's i was talking about this the other day i'm like usually it's, usually it's around the time when shit kind of kind of dies down and then like mm-hmm. picks right back up sure. around summer like now it was like okay now money in the bank is here and you know, SummerSlam's going to be here before you know it. And then after SummerSlam, we're rolling into what? Probably another big pay-per-view before we get to Survivor Series. Like, and it's still buzzing. You know what I mean? So this is, this is good stuff. This is, this is as hot as the, as, I mean, as long as we've been doing the show, this is probably, this has to be as hot as WWE has been since, since we've been doing this. Easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so let's put a pin in this conversation because we'll come back to it again. But, I mean, listen, my inclination is to always to be like, let's see where it goes, right? I think that if you look at it strictly from a let's see where it goes lens, Roman's is hotter, hotter than he ever was. You know, the title is in good hands over there. That was the sort of linchpin or, the, you know, whatever, to the, the mechanism to create this new title. Obviously, they could have done it a million other ways, but say we need a guy who's a champ who defends his title. So we're going to have another one on Raw. Um and Cody's doing great. I mean, Cody, I started Word. off this whole thing. That's another I, thing. Cody's I, doing I started, just fine without being Yeah, I, st- I started this whole thing by saying it was less of a kayfabe build than a reality build up to this, up to the, you know, up to the WrestleMania main event. And it's possible they do, they can do a better kayfabe build. And this feud with Brock is part of the process. That's, that's the argument, obviously, that Mick Foley was making. Um, certainly, if 
I mean, I think that whenever they actually pull that trigger, you know, when they have to make the hard pivot and be and Cody's like, now I want Roman Reigns again, or now I want that title that Seth's holding, whatever. There's going to be a little bit of a like, okay, we're back here again. You know, you got to figure out a way to make it feel really organic and really vital, which they could very conceivably do. Um, but I think in a vacuum and just looking at Cody Rhodes, man, I mean, he's, he's doing great. He's going through the stations of the cross. He's getting the shit beat out of him in kayfabe and the way that he did in reality leading up to the last WrestleMania. Right. Um, no, so, yeah, I think by the, time, by the time we get to WrestleMania 40. We're gonna get a hot tag from AI Dusty Rhodes, and he's gonna do, he's gonna do a hologram like oh. bionic elbow on the road. I've had how how will AI disrupt the future conversations in every walk of my life except pro wrestling. Oh, trust me, it's gonna be like for folks who watch Dragon Ball Z. It's gonna be when like Gohan got the Kamehameha, and then like Goku's like the spirit of Goku like comes behind them to like help them uh, blast away. I think it was Majin, Majin Buu. If or you could just like do that. AI like face swapping or whatever, yeah. can we just have, can we just do any match that we want now? I, would, I mean, I guess I would, you, I would assume so. I would assume that's, that comes, that's the bit. <laughs> it's got wow. Somebody out there, there's got to be some real good worker out there on the Indies. Who's not, you know, doesn't have like the, the washboard abs or whatever. doesn't have like whatever. Who's just going to be like, Maybe I go the other way. Maybe I just turn my body into Dusty Rhodes so I can have I can be face swapped with him and be that guy when the moment comes. There you go. That's sort of the young rock thing, too, man. If they just did. I mean, if you could. There were three years too early. If they would have they would have had AI face swap technology would have been the best show. Then it's a whole whole likeness rights issue. Who knows? But that would be freaking nuts, man. We should do we should do if they did young rock about different periods. If they did like a, a series of young rock that was about today, a kid in the locker room. In 2023, who plays all of these wrestlers? God. I guess Roman probably Ricky gets Starks, to play himself. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got Ricky Starks to play Young Rock. It'd be great. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So I, I think that I think that Cody's doing fine. I think that Cody will get back to a place where it'll just seem like a given. I mean, they've maintained his spot at the top, and you know, it's been his feud with Rock has been fun. Uh, I, it's but but again, will Cody? Would that have been the moment for Cody? If that's the question. That might have been the moment for Cody. You know, that that the pop when he won, the pop when he came out on Monday Night Raw, he may never get to that point. I think that's a legitimate argument. And so in that, if that's it, if you're going by, was this a moment with the guy? Is this the time to do it? Was this the time to pull the trigger? Could we have sold 10x more Cody Rhodes American Nightmare t-shirts? Maybe. We'll see. I think that's. We'll see. I think I think I think we'll get there again. And I think all these I think all these conversations will come back. And all those folks that will say he's never he'll never be as hot as he was last year. Cody's going to bring that up and he's going to make sure that it's it's 10 times the size as it was building up to to this year. Trust me, because, you know, he's here. He hears all the chatter and he uses all of it, too. So when it gets back to that point, promise you that's what's going to happen. Um. Well, that's good. What else do we want to discuss? Oh, before we get off of SmackDown, I mean, a lot of good stuff happened on SmackDown. Uh, Santos Escobar and Butch qualified for the Money in the Bank ladder match uh, at Money in the Bank. Um, we called both of those things because the two losers are both regulars on NXT at this point. I do want to say big shouts to Baron Corbin with the cutoffs and the T-shirt. Uh, I think he finally found his look. I really can we. <laughs> wait, wait, sorry, I didn't introduce this segment, which is called. Um, what are we calling? What do we call this? Tights talk, tights Ge- talk. Gear, the gearbox, Gosh. tights talk. 
It's, it's back to <laughs> inside, tape, so inside okay. the gearbox. Inside the gearbox. Um, yeah, this episode of Tight Stock is brought to you by. You could put in whoever you want here, producers. Pause. pause Sell pause, this pause. one. <laughs> Spandex. Um. Anyway. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, Co- uh, Baron Corbin. There are a lot of people saying that when you showed up on NXT with the cutoffs and the, or, you know, with the T-shirt, or whatever, that they had somebody had, like lost his gear. Now he's just fully into like I wear whatever the hell I want to wear. He finally he looks cool for the first time in his entire career. Well, maybe since the motorcycle riding slick back metalhead days in NXT before. Nah, he, um, just, he smokes sausages and grill, beefs or grillers, man. That's I'm not. I think sight. it's weird that he's wearing a he's wearing a violent gentleman T-shirt in every appearance now. It's not a WWE thing, but whatever. Um, but he looks great, and I think it's really cool. And I like I like him feuding with Mello. So you know that's nice. It's um, definitely. Yeah. I, what, I, do you I, like? Do you like the cut off shorts and like and and and, and tattered t shirt look? Only he could pull it off because he's lost a ton of weight. So like he looks, he looks. But he doesn't a look. Nimble. He doesn't look right in anything else. They've tried to <laughs> try a million different things. Remember when he came out with JBL and he had that weird like uh, like, oh, like kind of superhero let's... costume where he looked half naked and. I don't even want yeah. to talk about JBL, that JBL time. That was a sad time. That was a rough time for my boy. Rough time for my man, Corbin Hill. But I think he's going to yeah. find his way. He will. He has to. Kaz has got to run. Let's just call it, man. That was a good episode. I'm glad we had that conversation. Yes, yes, um, yes. You want to get your plugs in on the way out? Yeah, man. Catch me on Count It on Points Bet USA, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Say Less is out right now on my YouTube page and everywhere you stream podcasts. And you cast me on WWE Ultimate. And um, yeah. Uh, this is awesome on Peacock. Check me out. And they catch you all next time, people. You can find me here. You can find me on the press box. Be sure to all, listen to all the great Ringer Wrestling Show shows. This one, Wednesday Worldwide, Cheap Pete. Wednesday Worldwide featuring Brian H. Waters, who, by the way, thank you for producing this episode of the Masked Man Show. Um, apologies, as always, to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday. Good.